Hi, this is the Pilgrim Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela. Okay, you guys, this is mind-blowing. Did you know that on average, parents spend anywhere from $900 to $4,000 on diapers and pull-ups per year? That's a freaking ton of money, especially on top of all the other costs that we have. We have been working with Aeroflow Urology for a little while now to receive Theo's diapers, wipes, and even his nightly pull-ups, and they've helped us get them for free through his insurance plan. All you have to do is fill out Aeroflow's quick and secure online form. Aeroflow will work with your pediatrician to get all the required paperwork sent over to your insurance, and then they will connect with you to review all the products you can receive under your benefits. They ship nationwide and send your kids diapers, pull-ups, and wipes straight to your door each month, all for free. Aeroflow Urology has over 5,000 reviews on Google and has a rating of 4.9 stars, and for a good reason. Their continence care specialists are super attentive and will work to make sure you have the high quality products that fit your kid's lifestyle and unique needs. To see if you can receive free high quality diapers and pull-ups through your insurance benefits, visit aeroflowurology.com forward slash PLF. That's A-E-R-O-F-L-O-W urology.com forward slash PLF. Hello, friends, and welcome to another podcast of the Pure Living Family uh, podcast. I'm very honored and very humbled to have an opportunity to speak to a very special soul today. Um, Her name is Marina Barokovich, and her and her husband, Eugene, have started a, a platform that I'm excited about as a functional medicine coach called Your Coach. Um, and I wanted to invite uh, Marina on the show because she has her own health journey, which we'll get into. But Marina, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Sean, thank you for having me. Uh, excited to speak to you and uh, to share my journey. Well, uh, Marina and Eugene currently live in Barcelona, but they are expats. They have lived in the U.S. Um, and part of the story is in Amsterdam. So Marina, why don't you kind of just give everyone a breakdown of of your experience. I know that you battled breast cancer and then your battle with breast cancer is what really launched you into the health and wellness space and creating a a mobile application. So kind of tell us um, the start of your health journey and and what happened. Yeah. um, So we moved as expats to Amsterdam for two years. That was 11 years ago. And like I say, spoiler alert, we're still bouncing around Europe, you know, currently in Barcelona. But we were living in Amsterdam and a couple of years into our life there. I was 37 years old at the time. I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt a lump in my breast. It was completely random. I was feeling great. I was feeling fine. I was working out all the time. I was eating right. My kids were 10 and 12 at the time, you know, raising them, living the expat lifestyle. And I felt the slump. I went back to sleep. Um, I woke up in the morning and in the shower, I remembered 
that this happened and it seemed like a dream. I wasn't really sure hmm. what it was. And I started searching for the lump again. And it took me a little bit to find it. It wasn't something that was visible, like that, that I felt right away. Um, I made an appointment to see a family doctor that day. So this wasn't our family doctor. Interesting story. This is somebody that was recommended. And I had her like kind of in my in my phone, you know, as some uh, somebody that I bookmarked, like next time we need a doctor, this is where we're going to go. Mm -hmm. So my first encounter with this woman who is absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think of her as my angel to this day. My first encounter with her, she looks at me and um, she's like, you know what? I don't think it's anything, but just to be safe, let's send you for a mammogram. Mm -hmm. I was 37. Mammograms were not really recommended at that age yet. So I'm like, I was concerned. I'm like, is this something that I should be doing? Subjecting myself. She said, you know what? It's more good than harm at this point. So why don't you go for a mammogram? I go for a mammogram. Um, they see something, but they're not really sure what it is. It could be a cyst. It could be something else. So they sent me for a biopsy. Um, and this is maybe a week later. And Eugene was traveling at the time a lot for work and he wasn't there. I didn't ask anybody to come with me. I'm thinking there's absolutely nothing wrong. It's just a precaution. So I go for this, um, for the biopsy. And this was the first time that I felt that something was wrong because the doctor who was, um, who was doing the biopsy, he said, do you have an appointment to see the surgeon? Mm. And I, I said, do you think I should? And he's like, you know what? No, just talk to your doctor. And I remember I walked out of there and I just started crying because mm. I just knew something was something, something was really wrong. And uh, Sean, it's crazy. It's been how many years? So I was diagnosed in 2014. It's been nine years, uh, eight years since I was diagnosed. And I still get emotional mm. sharing this story because, you know, it, <laughs> it just never goes away no matter how many times you talk about it. Um, so yeah, um, made in the, uh, and then we, were, uh, we had plans to go on a holiday. This was in the summertime. So I remember this day, like we, it was July and July 15th, we were in Sicily and it was a, our family holiday and our friends came uh, from, from the States uh, to join us. We were in this gorgeous villa, we were in Sicily and it's seven o'clock in the morning and the phone rings and it's the doctor. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm so sorry, you have carcinoma. Mm -hmm. And that's the day my life changed. It was July 15th, 2014. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> needless to say, that vacation came to an abrupt stop. Um, we just hightailed it out of there. We went to Barcelona right away. And uh, the doctor, she got me in into this amazing, amazing um, hospital. It was Anthony von Lohenhoek, um Hospital in Amsterdam. And of course, we started calling friends and family, just not sure what to do, asking. Um, I mean, not actually not friends and family. Let me backtrack. We weren't calling friends and family because I'm very private and I didn't want anybody to know. We were calling acquaintances who were in a healthcare system. And we were asking um, what should we do? Should we go back to US? Should we stay there? Uh, and somebody very wise said to us that Netherlands is not very good at marketing themselves, but they're really, really good at treating disease. Mm. And uh, that's where I was treated. Uh, my doctor, my surgeon was the most amazing surgeon. Um, so <laughs> back to the story. Uh, I know I'm going into a lot of detail here. Let me know how detailed you want to No, be. give as much detail as, as possible because I think that's all relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's all part of my journey. And I thought the most amazing thing about um, how the hospital handled it, I got there and in one day, 
I was giving all sorts of tests. Uh, they did PET, PET scans and um, CAT scans, and they uh, did more biopsies. They put markers in. And later on that day, they had a forum, and they met with all the doctors, the surgeons, and they decided my course of treatment. And that day, everything was decided. Mm. And um, I remember sitting in the doctor's office, and he told me, he's like, it's, it's cancer, and it's going to have to be chemotherapy. Mm. And then it's going to have to be a mastectomy. And then it will have to be radiation. And it was really, really scary. Um, and I looked at him and I said, can we beat it? And he said, we can. We will. And this is what I loved about being treated in Amsterdam. Because he got up and he gave me a big hug. Which, you know, in US, a lot of doctors yeah. will not do that. Because there are certain things you can and cannot do with patients. And he gave me a big hug. And he said, you're going to be okay. We're going to beat this. Mm. So there we were. It was <laughs> that's that's how the journey started. Wow. And I just want to call attention because my we've taken my son to Mexico a few times for different procedures. Um, and I, I just want to call the attention to what you had mentioned as far as the doctor care and the hug and the personal touch that he provided, because we've felt um, that from doctors that we've done with alternative healing modalities and I think part of our mission is to tell our listeners is you don't have to go to the U.S. providers. Um, there's so many providers across the world that are offering treatments and find what's best for you. So um, maybe talk a little bit about that, of like how you knew, like intuitively, was there spirituality involved in it? How did you know that you were in the right place? It was a lot of trust uh, because... This, first of all, the personal manner, the fact that everything was taken care of in that one day, um, you know, unfortunately, both my parents had cancer. My dad passed away almost five years ago from pancreatic cancer, and my mom passed away last year, last September from stomach cancer, and both my parents were being treated in U.S., so mm -hmm. I saw how long processes took over there, even with the best insurance, even with the best of everything. It was just taking so long. And the fact that everything was just taken in one day and things were being done that were right for me, mm. that was just the most amazing feeling. Um, and this doctor, the way he spoke, um, the way, the comfort level, how he made me feel. And at some point, you just have to trust someone. You just have to trust people. And I really trusted him. It was intuition. Also, a lot of research, did a lot of research on him um, to see who he was, uh, what he's done before. He was this amazing professor, like an older gentleman. He has since retired um, with a nod from the King of Netherlands, by oh, the way. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, uh, pretty amazing. And um, yes, yeah, so I started. And one of the amazing things about being treated over there, first of all, we had insurance, um, insurance for the family of four, it costs us a little over 200 euro a month, which is nothing. Insurance covered everything. I did not pay one penny for any of my treatments. Mm. There was nothing that came out of pocket at all. Um, I After three chemo sessions, they did, um, they, they did a test that wasn't covered by insurance to see if the chemo was working. And because it wasn't covered by insurance, they had a grant that was covering it. 
the hospital had a grant. So I thought that part of it was absolutely amazing. There was a nurse that would come to the house to give me a shot after my chemo treatments. The shot itself, because we saw how much um, insurance was charged for it, it was over a thousand euro for each one, not a penny for the nurse visit to the home, not a penny. And it was just really comforting that they were taking care of me and my needs and not worried about the, um, the economics of all of it. Wow. That that would be taken care of. That's beautiful. Well, and I'm curious from here. Um, so you go through this um, epic uh, watershed moment in your life with breast cancer. Um, talk about how you were introduced to wellness health coaching from there and what that journey was like. Yeah. Um, so I had chemotherapy. It was first, it was the three sessions. They weren't working. So they switched me to 12 weekly sessions. I finished that. Um, after that, the doctor was hoping that I would be able um, to not have a full mastectomy, which was not the case. So I needed to have a full mastectomy. After that, I needed to have uh, radiation. Um, after that, I needed to have several reconstructive treatment uh, treatments because it wasn't, it didn't work what they originally hoped would. And after all of that, um, it was a little over a year later, they said, okay, great, Marina, you're healthy. Go on your way, live your life. And those were the hardest words to hear hmm. because while I was in treatment, I was being taken care of. I had constant checkups. People were looking in on me and then they're like, okay, great. We'll see you in half a year. We'll see you in six months for a checkup. And I just felt so lost. And I said, I'm not okay to be on my own. I, I don't know what to do now. And throughout my treatment, um, so many things fell out of control and there were so many things that I couldn't do that I wanted to, this is how my health journey started, right? Like while I was sick, um, I wanted to exercise. So they're like, great, you know, why don't you go to this physical therapy and you can do exercise? So I was in there and the closest person in age to me was in their seventies and we were doing the same exercises. And I, I would walk out of there and I would be more pissed off than I would walking in, right? Because like there was nothing that was done for me. So I started boxing. I didn't tell anybody that it was boxing. My trainer knew I was there. Like I was, you know, no hair, just like a cap on. He was so afraid. I'm like, no, I got this. Like, don't worry about this. Like I got this. Right. So that's, I started boxing because that's what felt right for me. I told my doctor about this years later, and this is my oncologist that I still go see every day. And she was shocked. She was like, I wish, you know, I'm, I'm happy you didn't tell me this at the time because I would not have allowed you to, to do this. But that's what felt right for me, Sean. That's what I knew I needed. That's what Marina needed. So I did boxing. Uh, when I asked, you know, what I should be eating, the answer was eat whatever you want. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter as long as like that's something that you feel good about, which to me intuitively did not feel that like the right advice. I felt like there was more to it. So I took matters into my own hands after I was treated and I did, just started doing a lot more research. I discovered health coaching um, as an idea for myself. I just thought that was really, really interesting how it focuses on the whole person holistically right. and not just the body um, of the person. So I discovered health coaching, applied a lot of the principles to myself, went to school, became a health coach. And... Um, that's how your coach was started. So funny story, your coach that helped was supposed to be my website for my own practice. Cause it's kind of like, you know, your health coach. So your coach that health, 
never meant to grow into what it is today and beyond. You know, now we have over 2,500 coaches on a platform and growing every day, which is amazing. And they're working with their own clients and they're helping their clients lead healthier and better lives based on what they need. And I am so happy and so proud that something so good came out of something that started so badly. Mm. I'm thinking of another tattoo for myself, which is the alchemy symbol, um, transmuting negative experience, life experiences into a positive. And that's exactly what you're speaking to. So thank you for sharing that story with us. I'm I I want to know a little bit more of, so what transpired from you create the website for yourself and then now you have 2,500 coaches on the platform. How did it grow to that? Like what happened there? (laughs) Eugene happens. And I'll tell you, like Eugene is my husband. He's the CEO of the company. That's who happens. So I was perfectly happy. Like I was going to use pen and paper and I was talking to my clients that were filling stuff out. And he looks at me and he's like, you cannot be using pen and paper. He's like, this is not what we do. This is not what you do. So I reached out to friends and went back to my developer roots. I started out as a developer many, many moons ago. Um, so even though would not hire me, would not be doing any development work at the moment, you know, the ideas and the logic were still there. So went to the drawing board and created this, I call it my toy, this practice management platform um, for myself to use with my clients. And uh, one thing led to another and we just don't think small around here. We think big, and started thinking, how can we help more people? Me, Marina alone coaching, to five, 10, a hundred people even, which, you know, we all know that's not doable. A hundred people for quality coaching, that's not going to help the yeah. world population have access to health coaching. So what can we do? And this is what we did. And then in January of 2020, Eugene left his big corporate job and he joined me on this journey. Haven't looked, uh, haven't looked back since, uh, you know, we've been this August, uh, we'll, we'll have been married for 23 years. Mm. We've been together for 25 years, like more than half our lives. Our kids are 18 and 19 right now. So this is our third baby. Like, this is the one that we're going to do good with. <laughs> we messed up so much with the two others, you know, like this is the one that we're going to raise the right way. So that's funny. Uh, that's, I, I laugh so hard because with our kids, my wife and I joke all the time, like, they're going to be in some counselor's office at some point and, and say how we messed them up, even though we're doing the best we can. Cause. Oh, totally. Well, it's, we have conversations all the time. Like I just had this conversation with my younger daughter and she's like, when I'm a parent, I'm like, you know what? Let's hold this conversation until you're a parent. I would love to revisit this with you. Would love to, we'll do this. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, um, so, let, okay. Let's turn the focus now to, <clears throat> parents with kids with special needs. And this is the the population that I care the most about because yeah. I've experienced this space. Um, and I know the power of help to try not to get emotional here, but <clears throat> I know the power of the health coach revolution because I've lived, I've lived it myself and being able to jump into my own personal transformation is what enables me to serve my son more. So maybe speak to that a little bit of like how your platform can help parents out there that are burned out. They're stressed out of their minds because of finances. They don't know how they're going to help their kid because 
let's just say allopathic medicine is failing them and saying, oh, this, your kid has this diagnosis. There's no hope. You better plan for this kid living with you forever. Maybe talk about how your platform can help them. Yeah. And I hate saying this, and I know it sounds selfish, but I stand behind this every step of the way. In order to help others, we need to be able to help ourselves first. Mm. As caregivers, th there's not enough attention being given to caregivers. You know, I, uh, I cared for my mom when she was on hospice last summer. And I mean, I'm a strong person. I can handle it. But just looking back, I could have used the help. Anybody in my position could have used the help. And, you know having a child that you're told that is going to be living with you forever. This is not something that there's an end inside. This is, this is a big deal. So unless you are there in every sense of the way, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you're not going to be able to take care of somebody else if you can't take care of yourself. So while our platform is not direct to consumer, uh, we work with companies who surround their product or offering with health coaching. And this is what we do. We surround digital products or services. Uh, we do have this apprenticeship program on the platform and um, clients, patients, caregivers, they can reach out and we will match them with a coach who's gone through an approved program and approved by the board, uh, National Board of Health and uh, um, Coaching Program. And um, we will match them with a coach who's been through that and also with a mentor who's going to oversee the process. Mm. So it's going to cost a lot less than it would cost to work with a coach directly. And this is something that would be uh, overseen. And this is definitely a way that we can give back and we can help uh, those who need it the most. I love that. And on our website, we state, we give you permission to take better care of yourself so you can take better care of the special souls that you care for. Um, it's actually interesting. I, I met with the CEO of a hospital organization and he echoed exactly what you talked about is, especially with everything that the world has faced over the last few years, everyone is burned out. Everyone is stressed, uh, full of anxiety, and we have to find solutions to deal with our own issues before we can lend a yeah. hand and, and reach out to someone else. And I actually went to a palm reader once and um, she used this analogy that I, I love where she talked about the cup that runneth over. You can't give if your cup is empty, right? You have to fill your cup and then it, once it runs over, then you can contribute and give that to other people. So um, Marina, thank you so much for, for that imagery. And um, tell us about how people can kind of apply for this program or how they may contact you. Reach out to us, uh, team at yourcoach.health. Uh, while we're piloting this program, this is not something that's in a website yet. It will be there. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to put this out into the world, but in September, this will definitely be out on the platform already. So when users register, they'll be able to use this, to have this option to, to work with an apprentice coach. But until then, reach out to us at team at yourcoach.health and we will do our best to help and to match you with somebody and um, to get you to get you what it is that you need because nobody knows what we need besides us, right? We're our own yeah. experts. Yeah. And I think we just need to remember that because there's so much information that is out there. And just because something worked for somebody else, it doesn't necessarily work for us. It probably will not work for us. Um, 
we're our own expert and just trust that voice, just trust that intuition and advocate for yourself. And, you know, for the listeners, I know the community that's listening to us and advocate for your children too, because you're their voice. I love that. And I'm so excited about this apprenticeship program because uh, my wife and I, we get a lot of questions. My wife has uh, some following on Instagram, 26,000 followers, not super big, but we get answered or we get questions from across the globe of how should I treat my kid? And the one thing that we continue to come back to is, look, I don't know what you should do for your kid, but I do know how I can help you find your own answers because self-care is the way to finding the answers because when you take care of yourself when you go on your runs you do your yoga you eat right you're then connecting to source your higher power and your higher power tells you where to go and what to do for your kid and that has been proven for us with our our, our theo boy um so this sounds like such an awesome program we would love to be in, uh, involved in this in any way shape or form that uh, we can help contribute um, because we have so many people reaching out and as soon as i saw your coach i've actually dove into it and so maybe just speak of that in my experience i've started to create programs where you can invite 20 people uh, into these online programs um, and then run zoom sessions uh, so i have this 45-day protocol that i'm building to help dads and I'm calling it Sovereign Man, where dads turn their focus back to themselves, where they build a, a regimen, a protocol of how they can build in their self-care um, into their everyday life. And sometimes that means waking up at 5 a.m. because that's the only time that you can fit in and work out because of your other responsibilities. And so uh, I don't know if you have any reactions or any thoughts to that at all. Yeah. So I love what you just said, you know, that you cater to dads and with over 2,500 coaches on a platform, everybody has a new specialty. Like we track 16 different categories and this is from coaches who work with clients uh, ranging from MSK to oncology to metabolic health. But even within those categories, there are so many niche sub subcategories. And I love what you're doing. You can connect with this population. You understand what they're going through. And I mean, we know a health coach is a health coach is a health coach. You know the techniques, you know what's behind it, you know uh, what's behind behavior modification. So you can really coach anyone hmm. but it's more about finding that connection and understanding where that person is coming from because it's long lasting it's not episodal health coaching is not episodal it's not one-offs it's those connections that last for a really really long time because our needs ebb and flow right what we need today what your dads need today may be very different than what they need tomorrow hmm. but they'll know that they can come to you because most likely you've been through it You've experienced that you can yeah. understand. And even if you haven't, you can understand where they're coming from. So I think that's that's absolutely amazing. And just wanted to do one correction. So I love that you're running the program, but you don't need Zoom. You can just run it right in a platform mm. with the uh, with the video technology that we have. We have voice video technology. You can just run it right through there. Oh, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> I'm still learning the platform as I become more familiarized that just full transparency i sell software uh for a living that's my full-time job but i i want to transition eventually to be a full-time health coach but software sells you make really good money and that's given me the yeah. ability to 
um, pay for treatments because a lot of what we've done is cash based with functional medicine doctors going to Mexico for alternative healing modalities. That's out of pocket. We're paying cash for this. So my goal is I want to help people because I feel empowered and I love helping people. It, it, it lights me up and makes me so excited for life. But um, so the, yeah, when I saw your coach, I was like, this is it. This is the platform that's going to help me launch my my practice. So. I'm so happy that resonated with you. And, you know, just a reminder, we're a full HIPAA compliant platform. So even though health coaching is non-clinical, we have been HIPAA compliant from day one because we find that's uh, of the utmost importance. Um, yeah, any any way that we can serve you, any way that we can serve your community, please uh, let me know because we're this is why we're here. We want to make health coaching accessible to the worldwide population of not eight, eight, uh, approximately eight and a half billion by um, 2030. Yeah. That's the projected population, which is mind-boggling, and uh, we want everybody to have access to a health coach. Not necessarily everybody is going to use one, but anybody who needs one or wants one should have access to it. Beautiful. Okay, so I'm just going to set the stage for the last part of the, the podcast here. So um, imagine parents with a special needs kid. This kid maybe is self-harming where they're um, punching themselves, scratching themselves, banging their head against the wall because they are in so much pain. And these parents want to do everything in their power to help this kid. What would you say to them as far as like a health and wellness journey of, from your experience, what do you think they should do their first step? Advocate, advocate, advocate and take care of yourself. Even when somebody tells you that boxing is a crazy idea mm. and you feel that that's what's right for you, you do that. Take a step back, recenter yourself, no matter how hard it is, because your first thought, your first, you, you want to help your kid. Listen, I'm a mom. I get it. You know, we want to drop everything and we want to make that pain go away. But recenter and think about how you can help them in the long run. It's not about today. It's about the long run. So take care of yourself because that's the only way you're going to be able to take care of your kids. Beautiful. Marina, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, we are so grateful. Thank you for taking this time. Sean, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and uh, anything you need ever, you know, we're here for it. Beautiful. Thank you. Hi, this is the Green Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela.